vibes and libido we are your hosts trip and kiki the podcast where truth seekers help you find your truth join us as we delve into all the things you lust the lies that we tell ourselves and why our libido drives us to distraction this is adult only content so no kitties under 18 please our dialogue is open honest and raw but most of all we're here to have fun Welcome to our podcast, Lust, Lies, and Libido. What up, Lust, Lies, and Libido people? Hey, for those of you who do not know, me and Kiki used to have our own radio show back in the day. Um, So it was kind of interesting. We got together and and thought about doing a a show again. And um, we didn't really know how to come about um, recording and software and you know, mics, and it was just a lot of things that we were thinking about that we may need when we were trying to see if we are going to get back into um, doing our own content. So it was a, a bit daunting. Um, man, we were, we were all over the place. But luckily for us, we were able to find Anchor. Um, Anchor is an app. It's a platform. It's your one-stop shop to do everything you need to do to host your own podcast. Um, the really cool thing about Anchor is the interface is easy. Um, the way we use it, we upload our files and then you know we go ahead and, and select with whatever we need. And the way Anchor works, it's gonna automatically post it to all the major podcasting platforms. So you don't have to do a lot of the work of podcast, I mean, of placing it here, there, and you, Upload it, do all um, the work at the beginning, and then it sends it everywhere so people can listen in in various um, platforms. So if you have any desire to host your own podcast, there's a lot of people out there with their own voice, their own story, and they're looking to go ahead and and make some things um, happen and and just let people know who they are, try Anchor. I guarantee you, you'll be happy you did. We're happy we did. We're we're actually um, ecstatic that we decided to choose Anchor as our podcasting platform, and I know you will be too. What up, people? We are back for another week. We thank you for tuning in with us. All right, wanted to go ahead and talk to everybody, kind of give you a rundown of what's going on. We apologize for missing a couple weeks. I promise you we're going to go ahead and get better at it. Kiki is doing a ton of traveling for work and is really throwing our schedules off. So in the next couple of weeks, it'll just be me and some guests. Um, hopefully you guys are okay with just hearing my voice and not the lovely Kiki's. But sh- I promise you she'll be back. Um, you know, we got to pay these bills. We got to make this paper. So everybody chasing the bag. <laughs> Kiki out here trying to get that bag. So, you know, more power to our homegirl. She'll definitely be with us keep your emails coming um she's also you know responding and, and keeping in, t- in contact and in touch with that piece um so but i did want to at least come and talk to y'all and let y'all know hey look this is what's going on this is what's popping we are still you know giving you guys content this week we got a good um episode coming we actually have um somebody i think you guys will, will like to to hear um it's gonna be a new perspective and what is that perspective you say, Trip? That perspective is going to come from lust. Now, of course, lust is not new to everyone. Yet, this perspective we haven't really touched on 
on the podcast. So I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, let us know what you think. But she's really dope. And it's going to be pretty fun to kind of see um, where this conversation goes. And then what conversations come after that from you guys. So, all right. Check it out. Let me stop talking. <laughs> on to the show. All right. Welcome to another episode of Less Lies and Libido. I am your host, Trip, And today is just me and one of our guests. Um, unfortunately, Kiki is out away. She's um, working out of town, so we weren't able to go ahead and get her in the studio at the same time. But we have a lovely guest for everyone to, to meet and greet. And I think you guys will love once you get to know her. And you'll appreciate what you got to say. So, lovely, distinguished guest, would you like to introduce everybody to yourself? Okay. Well, my name's Tasha Bills, also known as Mass Deviant. Um, I don't know. I'm 32. I live in the Maryland area, and I have been basically in the lifestyle for about two years now. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much sums it up. All right. So, um, today's topic that we'll we'll touch we'll touch on a bunch of stuff but um for those who may not know tasha is referring the lifestyle tasha is referring to is swinging correct uh yeah swinging um polyamory um bdsm everything that really falls under that kinky kind of category <laughs> so you just hit <laughs> every one of them you're gonna touch all of them huh <laughs> Just, let's touch all of them. <laughs> let's, well, let's touch on them tonight. Let's do it. All right. So now, you know, I got to I gotta go ahead and, and ask, how did you get into swinging? So I was married. Okay. And after my divorce, I, you know, was doing what every other divorcee does. I got on Tinder and I started swiping. <laughs> um, I ended up meeting. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. No, it's funny because you say that. Because it's funny, like, you know, a lot of people, they'll get divorced. And then it's like, damn, I wasn't really living life. And then they'll yeah. get out, out of this marriage that, that was, like, sucking the life out of them. And they'll go out and start living. Yes. That's, that's definitely what happened in my case. But I, um, as I was swiping on Tinder, I came across a picture of this guy and I guess his girlfriend and his wife, which, you know, I later found out was his girlfriend and his wife. Um, I swiped right, you know, but, you know, I wasn't really too interested. I was just curious and ignored him for a while and ended up meeting with him one day. And he told me about a swinger club that he was a manager for out here in Maryland. Was and, this a brother? Huh? Yeah, it was a brother. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, yes. So, you know, all this is like sparking my curiosity. Um, so he told me about it. He told me everything that goes on and I decided to go. And it was, it was, it was uphill from there. I don't want to say downhill, but it was uphill from there. <laughs> <laughs> No, you can't just just be like it's uphill from there. You got to give us some details. <laughs> you can't. So, all right. So, of course, it was definitely nerve wracking going to um, 
the first event, but it was more of a laid back type. Um, they called it happy hour of like, it was like a Thursday night. And um, so the venue is really exclusive. I love the treehouse venue. You park in a parking lot. Uh, the shuttle comes, picks you up, takes you over to the private, it's a gated community, nice oh, house. Nice. Yeah. And um, has a ton of BDSM equipment. The, what I like to call the Game of Thrones cross, St. Andrew's cross. Mm -hmm. Is it St. Andrew's cross? Yeah. I call it the Game of Thrones cross. That's how I know it. <laughs> You're talking about from um, um, my boy, the, um, what was his name? He was the bastard. Yeah. Yeah. He was tied up on the Game of Thrones. Yeah. So when I first saw it, that's what I was thinking. Like, do they really have a Game of Thrones cross? <laughs> <laughs> you know, being green to the whole thing. Like, you know, it was floggers, paddles. Um, they have a dungeon master. So he was doing his little, um, you know, rope tying people up, suspension. It was very clean. They had black sheets, so you can, you know, switch the sheets off and everything like that. And, you know, nothing really happened that night. It was more of like just taking it all in. Um, but the next event I was there and the event after that I was there. And yeah, <laughs> it just I guess it went uphill from there. Um I started like researching lifestyle myself, getting, you know, more into BDSM um, and just more into the lifestyle, meeting new people, networking, and it's grown into, you know, something organic and just something that I know that was in me from the jump because, you know, sex, you always have your preference of sex, like you always know what you want especially for women, like we have our own fantasies in our head when, you know, we're masturbating or we're looking at porn and it doesn't, not, not always does it actually come out to the physical sexual encounter, right, you know, right. like watch porn, you, you know what you like, then when it comes down to the bedroom, you know, it's, it's not even a shame thing, but it's a lack of confidence thing. I want to say for, okay. you know, not for every woman, but like women who are just living life unaware of this whole new world that's out there. Vanilla. They're living a vanilla <laughs> life now. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and actually that's how, that's what actually prompted me to create Kink is Life, which um, is my entertainment company. It started off for women to, explore their sexual curiosities and, you know, basically demand what they want and what, you know, they like in the bedroom without feeling ashamed. Um, and being around like-minded women who, this is how we like it. Right. <laughs> and going from there. Um, but yeah, it definitely brought out a completely different side of me. Um, that's how Mass Event 2 got created. Um, because of my work, my job, it's, I deal with affluent clientele. And so I do have to keep some sort of anonymity when I'm, you know, playing in the lifestyle and things of a sort because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how it really, really came down to it. That's how it started. 
Got you. So, and that's, that's it's pretty cool um, that that's how you got introduced into BDSM and things of that nature. Now, um, when you went to the venue, and you said the first night you basically just watched, right? Just watched. Yep. Just watch. So what all type of what type of stuff like for the people who may not have never been, what type of things did you see for your first night? And like what what was going through your head? Like what were you thinking? Like, oh man, like this is wild or like what what was what was going on? This is wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was just it was freedom, to be honest with you. It was really freedom. Nice I think a lot of people think what was that? I said, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, it was freedom. So a lot of people think that, you know, when I was telling my friends, you know, I'm going to this swinger party, my best friend was like, you're going to a sex club. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not going. You're not going. I, I didn't even think I was going. But you know what? I got dressed. And I didn't know what to wear. So it's so Nobody funny. Nobody told you what to wear? Like... It was a mini skirt party. So, you know, you had to wear a mini skirt. And I was okay. just like, okay. But it's so funny because my ex-husband had bought me a dress, it was a pink dress, and it was see-through. So he never really let me wear it because it was see-through. <laughs> and it was one of those dresses that you can't really put a bra on it because, you know, the back is out. And then you can't really wear those sticky bras either because it's that see-through. So you just... Um, I put that on and I went. To my first night. Yeah, you know, squeeze <laughs> out. <laughs> um, and okay. so let's start from the bottom as I was getting the torch. So the bottom floor oh, was a glory hole. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, none at all. But it, it was the glory hole in the lounge area. So the glory hole, of course, you know, the guys stand outside a hole, you know, and there's girls sitting on the other side to, you know, give, you know, oral sex or whatever it is that they feel like they want to do. That in itself was shocking to me because I'm like, I am not. (laughs) There's no way in hell you're getting me on that, you know, bench sucking random dick. That, you know, (laughs) that, that that wasn't it for me. But, um, it was just interesting because, you know, the girls were just, you know, doing what they do you know I didn't realize that I like sucking dick as much as I do until I got into the lifestyle you know it's just huh. different how, but, how do, what do you mean time out so um I mean because so, you were married like you was full-on I, I was whole married and yeah whole <laughs> married I did I you know it's not like it wasn't enjoyable you know but it was kind of like okay I'm doing this I'm just doing it but, you know, when you're getting the sex that you want, mm-hmm. the whole interaction changes. So, yeah, I like sucking dick because I know, like, the sex is good. Like, I know I'm going to tell you what I want. Now I know what you want, too. Like, you know, I didn't need to gag on dick before or anything like that. Like, what are you talking about? It's not supposed to go down that far. Little did I know, like this was regular. So, you know, I just you know and you know, got into it. And um the glory hole is kinda not 
I don't want to say it's my favorite part of the whole um, treehouse experience now, but, you know, it's definitely something that's worth experiencing. Right. Um, so that's the bottom floor. They had a sh- they have a stripper pole in the lounge area. Yeah, that was another favorite part of mine, um, especially when I have a couple of drinks in me. I'm, I'm good for being on the pole. And then uh, the owner of the, one of the owners of the club, she actually teaches pole dancing lessons. Oh, that's really dope. So, yeah, so she taught me a couple moves. So I might be, you know, dangerous on the pole sometimes. But okay. So then there's another floor, which is kind of just like your eating area. The bar is bring your own bottles. So all the liquor is out. And um, they have, uh, you know, chips and dips and, you know, little finger food if you're interested in that. Then there's another floor with two rooms. One is a private room. The other room um, has more BDSM equipment, more, uh, I think, the swings hanging from the ceiling. Uh, they have their spreader bars, um, bondage equipment, the bed, all the beds have like bondage equipment attached to it. Uh, but that's more of a public room. So, you know, you're playing in that room, people will come in and see you and then you have the private room, but they're basically the same setup. Um, then it's kind of like the bondage area on the next floor where the dungeon master is normally there and, you know, they have the, hooks hanging from the ceiling, um, a St. Andrew's cross, a seahorse, and a Sibian. Sibian. Oh, those is, yo, we sell those on the website. Those joints are crazy. So my, like, to me, the Sibian, I always describe it as a dildo on crack. Not a dildo on crack. (laughs) It's like a dildo on crack, okay? (laughs) Have you? I'm guessing you've tried it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I actually, funny story. Um, theirs had broke, and I was dealing with a guy who had a Sibian that was never used, so he gave it to me. And I'm like, "What am I gonna do with a Sibian in my house?" Like, no. So I gave it to the treehouse. Like, that's just too much. Can't just be having Sibians laying around. <laughs> <laughs> why not but you don't think it's a dildo on crack it's definitely a dildo on crack like that that motor in it plus all the extra stuff that it does the dildo on crack I mean the cool thing I like about it is just the power that it has behind it a dildo on crack <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to do orgasm play, that's a great tool to do orgasm play. Uh huh. It definitely is. So, yeah, um, all the different attachments and things like that. So you can definitely have fun there. Um, and then the top floor has like the jacuzzi, the bathroom. There's a bathroom on the third floor as well. The jacuzzi, the bathroom. Uh, they have a sex swing, two public. Playbeds, of course, with BDSM equipment. Another St. Andrew's Cross. And what else? I think that's it. That's the whole house. Okay, so that's the whole house. Is this like, is it really? You said it is a private residence, so this is a house. This is a house. Mm. In a gated community. Okay. That they 
they they set up in that type of way. Got yep. you. So, so you know, me being vanilla coming in, it was just a lot to take in. Yeah, I bet. You know, watching people play like wide open. Like what All did I walk into? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. And um yeah. So and then it wasn't like most of the, the swingers clubs that only have uh couples and single ladies, they do invite a, a select few of single men. So okay. you know, that makes it a little you know, better that, you know, you don't have to play with a couple all the time. You can actually have, you know, your own little rendezvous if you want. If you want, right, right. So there's usually um, a cover charge to these events. Do you know if the, because I know um, some of the events I know about, usually like the single men, they're having to pay like two to three times more than what couples and oh, yeah. women pay. Is that, was that how it was? The couples are, it, it, and they made it affordable. The couples are $55 and the single men are 75. So oh, I think that's, that's really, really affordable. Yeah. Yeah. So, you okay. know, yeah. All right, that's but they screen their men. So it's, like I said, it's really exclusive. And I just like that aspect of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, that's pretty dope. I mean, especially for your first time. Now, I mean, you the first time you went with the couple that you met off a tender, you guys didn't play at all there? No. Um, so when I met them off a tender, and this is part of me being vanilla because um, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So he has a girlfriend, he has a wife. They were, of course, polyamorous but there was something off about the whole situation um I never played with the wife never played with the girlfriend played with him and that's cool but you know wife and girlfriend didn't like me too much I don't know why but Hmm. it was just kind of weird you know and you know looking back as experienced as I am it wasn't really the best setup. Like I know they had their, you know, relationships or whatever, but he was more, he wasn't in it for the right reasons. What do you mean? Um, it's kind of like a sub collector. So like, you know, he has all these girlfriends and these play partners that he likes to call subs because, you know, I, you know, being green, I was like, okay, yeah, that's daddy. That's my dominant. I'm his sub. <laughs> and then, you know, you have no time for me because you have all these other people that you have to cater to, your wife, your girlfriend. We're talking about how stressed you are and all this other extra stuff. Like, that's not how I believe. Well, let's rephrase it. It's not how my poly would work. Or if I'm looking for a dominant, definitely have a responsibility to give me the time that I need. Right. Um, yeah. That's... And avoid like, you know, sub dropping, like, because it's real. So, you know, knowing what I know now um, is definitely not a situation that I'll find myself in again. 
Yeah, and we've and we've talked about sub drop before, and sub drop is real. And if you have, you know, if you're dealing with a dominant that doesn't really understand, or they aren't able to truly um, prioritize their time for their submissives, then yeah, it can it can be very negligent. Um, so I definitely understand what what you're saying on that, and I wonder sometimes if, you know, these people are truly thinking about do I have enough time to go around or am I oversaturated? Um, you know, we have a term in, in the polyculture called, you know, polysaturation where you just, you've, you've reached your match of uh, your max of being able to manage the different people that you may have in your, in your life and your circle intimately. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think, I wonder sometimes if anybody's ever talking to them or asking like, you know, are you <laughs> are you at that point? Because like you said, you were green, so you didn't know any better, but he wasn't able to spend the time, the quality time that was needed, so that way you can get that attention. Um, yeah. And so, and that might be why his significant others, his girlfriend and his wife, were looking at you side-eyed, like, dude, barely got time for us, and he gonna add you to the mix? Yeah. And like a lot of times people, you know, they, they look at the lifestyle and they think, oh my God, I want it. I want to do this. I want to do that. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with the lifestyle, Mm -hmm. even being submissive, being dominant, being whatever it is that you want to call yourself. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Um, polyamory isn't just collecting women or collecting wives. Or men. You know, if you don't if you don't have time for one, then why would you add another one into the mix? Yep. It's just not fair. It's very unfair and um It's as, irresponsible. Well yeah, as as much as it seems so, you know, lovely or nice to have multiple women or multiple men in your life, it can get taxing and it can get frustrating. And, you know, you have to be able to manage your time and know why you're doing it and how to do it correctly because you're responsible for each person that you add into your circle, um, into your relationship. And everybody needs to be treated equally and fairly. So you don't... Okay. So what are your thoughts on, like, hierarchy polyamory? Because I just noticed um, you said everybody should be treated equally and fairly. But you have some people who have hierarchy poly- um, polyamorous relationships. But it's still, even with the hierarchy, you still have that respect that goes along with it. And it is still a responsibility, if you are on top of the hierarchy, like you still have a responsibility to everybody that's below you. Right. So the same, same thing. Everybody's going to be treated fairly or equally to a point. You know, of course you might have your wife or you might have, you know, someone in a, you know, a different position than your girlfriend, but still, there's still a responsibility that you hold to that person. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Emotionally. You have to be um, emotionally responsible 
is yeah. uh, I think the best way to put it, like what you're saying, you know, when you're dealing with those things, because if you don't, like you said, you can, you can be very negligent with people's feelings. You can, and then you can start treating people like they're just objects to throw away at any, any given moment they're disposable. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of, it kind of sucks. And I know there's a lot of people out here, um, I guess in polyamory or what I like, they're, they're really in non-monogamy and they're doing these type of things that are, and they're, they're leaving people in the wake of their, in the aftermath of just mismanaging feelings and things of that nature. And it kind of, it sucks. It, it does mm-hmm. suck. You know, so hopefully somebody will listen to this and, you know, we'll can, we can give some, some insight to somebody who may be kind of going down that road and trying to figure out is this a good situation for them or not. Like, nah, mm-hmm. sis, or nah, bruh, <laughs> keep it moving. Yep. And, you know, for beginners, and that's why I like to target people who are um, new to the lifestyle, curious in the lifestyle, just to guide them and teach them so they don't make the same mistakes that I've made it within the lifestyle. Because, um, you know, you really have to look at people and what they claim and how they act. You mm-hmm. can claim one thing and act a different way, you know. Like you said, polyamory and non-monogamy are two different things. Yeah. So speaking and going back to the whole polyamory situation. So you're introduced to the lifestyle through this couple. They're polyamorous. You're at you're being added to the mix. Do you ever because I know you said you never played with either one, the wife or the girlfriend. I guess you just play with the husband? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So did y'all end up developing a relationship? Like how did where did that go? Um I'm a very so the type of person I am, I I can be friends with I wanna say just about anyone. Um the way I handle my relationships, it's I can see your faults and I will do a little curtsy around your faults, <laughs> per se. What? So, <laughs> so, so with him, he's more of a friend. You know, I had to get it to the point where I don't want to be your submissive. I had to say like a million and one times. Like, of course, they had contracts and things that I never signed because when I read the contract, it looked like a marriage proposal to me. And that just turned me off, you know, just, just coming out of a marriage. Yeah, that makes so sense. I never signed a contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So never signed a contract. But all in all, he's a good person. I wouldn't deal with him when it comes to lifestyle. Like, you know, maybe we can be play partners, but I haven't dealt with him in so long. Um, but we're cool. We're cordial. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's fair. We're, we're a little bit more cordial. We're friends, but we're not really, no. Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> what? Because it just, it's, just, it's just a weird relationship. Like, I have a couple of weird relationships where people are like, okay, yeah, I dealt with you, but, you know, we're not really that close. But I'm not, I don't have anything. 
against you. I, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's no. But that's no how our relationship is. And you know, he introduced me to the lifestyle, but I don't think that he he cultivated my experience in the lifestyle. I did all of the research and all the digging myself. Right. Um, even sex with him, it was it was good good sex, but it wasn't BDSM. It wasn't oh. really what I liked. Gotcha. So, um, did you know? I mean, because I, I know you were introduced to the lifestyle beforehand. Did you know you liked kinky sex before? Like, yeah, I, yeah. Um, you know, if you take a look at my, you know, Pornhub searches, it's <laughs> really um, <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> I'm being honest, like yeah. you know, and you know, women don't like to admit that, but you know, I don't know why you can get a vanilla woman. And you look at the Pornhub searches, those porn searches, and you get to see the real person. So I always liked it. Like, I like gangbangs. Like, that's in my porn search. Pornhub search, gangbangs, um, double penetration, uh, um, bondage, you know, all that, you know, cool stuff. Gotcha. So, I that brings me to a, a phenomenal question. As being as you're in the lifestyle, and you have these porn searches that are a lot of times fantasies, have you had any of those scenarios come and become reality? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm working on the double penetration. Okay. And I haven't gotten that yet, but you know that's the new work. Um, I actually just started doing anal with um, my partner, who I'm with now, Tuck, and um, that's going really well. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said that. He was like, "Yo, I'm really enjoying this anal shit." <laughs> yeah, like because that was my biggest thing. I was like, "Nah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Now I'm not why, doing it." Why were you on the? I'm not doing the train. So. First, forget the pain. I like pain. Period. Point blank. Okay. Story. I knew that. Sure. I like pain. That sounds so aside from the pain, I just didn't. I just always thought it was gonna be messy. Ah. You know, <laughs> mm. that was always my thing. Like you know, I would watch porn and I'm like, yo, how is it that you do not have a nutty bar right now? Like that doesn't make any sense. It's stuff that comes out of there. So like that part of it is really what turned me off. And, like, I think one time at the treehouse um, public play area, we're playing around. And a girl, she was getting, you know, anal. And to me, I smelled shit. So, like, that turned me off. And, like, anal was just, you know. But my my dude, like, he's just so, like, open with everything that I want to do. Um, he's with it. So, like. You know, I had to throw him a bone, and I gave him a bone, and I ran with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how did you get past the, the messiness of anal? What do you do? I mean, it wasn't messy. <laughs> okay. So you don't even prep? Huh? You don't even prep? I don't. No. See, like, you know, everybody told me, like, you got to do and the, the little um, flushes and all this other extra stuff. I've never done any of that. Nice. 
So, That's what's up. Um, I mean, no. just, but knock on wood, it's never been that deep. But, you know, I think if I do have an accident, I'll probably have to stop for like maybe a week or a month and then get back on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the gangbang, I've never had a gangbang. That's not something that interests me. Um, for me personally, I've had orgies before, like group sex, uh, we kink is life. We, you know, that's everybody's comfortable with each other. So normally when we go to the tree house, we get a private room and, you know, we go in, if you see my page, uh, I think I probably deleted the pictures, but I used to post like pictures of, you know, scenes and things that happened. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely yeah, a done deal. Facebook and Instagram, yeah, it's best to delete that. So. Yeah, no faces, of course. There's never any faces. No, no, um, no. It's not. Yeah. It's not even about the faces, though. You know how Facebook and Instagram get. They start yeah. banning, people, shadow banning people, and just yeah. doing dumb shit because they try. Yeah, to I'm blocked from all like almost every dating website. Huh? They're blocked. That sounds I like am, a story. I what? Am, from, yeah, I'm banned from Tinder. Peel, How the hell do you get banned from Tinder? Off the other day. I was really upset, huh? How do you get banned from Tinder? What? Yeah. what? I don't show my face in pictures. And it, what happened? Let me say, let me break it down. So I had the, the Tinder premium. You know, I paid extra money because I'm developing, you know, my deviant persona, you know, advertising my business i didn't really do it on tinder too much but it, like i hinted to it um but you know my pictures were on there and so with the premium you get to see you your right swipe so i had like four or five thousand like right swipes so, so one day i was going to right swiping on to you yeah gotcha all right all right i'm following so, so I went on there one time and I just was like, oh, I don't feel like going through all this. And I just started swiping right on everybody that swiped right on me. And then it froze up and then it kind of just locked me out and banned me. And I can never, I, I tried to get back on like using like a different um, cell phone number. Or, yeah, they just banned me. Damn. And so I can't get on Tinder anymore. Yeah. They just hate, hate it, yeah. And wow. I, don't, I haven't, like, POF, I, I didn't even think about trying to find out why I'm bad off of POF, but yeah. Wow. Not like I'm selling sex or anything like that. It's just, you know, it is, but whatever. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, um, I thought you had to do something egregious to get banned from these apps. Right? That's what I thought too. But, you know, somebody told me because my pictures probably don't have my face on it. So, I mean, what do you, in your pictures, is just like your neck down? Yeah. Like, you know, some of my more. Um, we all grown. You can just say it. No, like, but it wasn't like a sexy, it's sexy pictures, of course, but it's not like. But it's not nude. It's just. Yeah, it's not nude. It's yeah. not like me and in the tub or anything like I have clothes on. Right. So <laughs> that yeah, that doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, I know. I don't swipe. I don't swipe on anybody when I don't see a face. So that's interesting. Um, that's amazing that you got a lot of swipes without a face. That's interesting. Huh. 
Well, you know, my mass deviant started without me showing my face on Instagram. So. I think, I think I did start following you without seeing your face. I don't know. Yeah, remember, I know I've been following you for a minute. Um, yeah. Which is kind of crazy because come to find out you are good friends with somebody I was in another group with and this is like six degrees of separation. Um, I mean, you're kinky or poly and a person of color. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, like, I know our listeners can't see you. So if you guys do get a chance, check her out. Um, Tasha's sexy as shit. So um, you guys will definitely like what you see. Um, men and women alike, but it's just funny to me um, that you didn't show your face. Like it was like, huh? I wonder why. You know. Yeah. Part of you know, little persona, and of course, you know, protecting my career. Now, once King's life is up and you know running, I can definitely show my face. But until then, I'll lay low and I'll have my little secret side life. That's my life. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, it's just it's, it's been a lovely journey. Yeah, it is definitely a, um, an interesting journey that that got you here. So okay, so you said you've you've you're working on double penetration. Um, you haven't done the game bang. You're not interested. What else were like in your search, your porn search histories that you've been able to go ahead and, and fulfill as a, a real life fantasy? Mm, the whole submissive aspect of it, flogging, um, getting tied up, uh, being submissive. I have this one picture that I really hold dearly because I think that was like my first experience actually um taking the initiative to like you know bow and be in a submissive form i loved it Hmm. amazing um leashes uh of course choking and all that you know good stuff um so you about the anal nipple clamps that's how i ended up getting my nipples pierced um, can't clamp them anymore. They're highly sensitive. <laughs> um, <laughs> my quick pair too. Okay. Um, all right. Do so have you ever had any um, clamps on your clip? I've had clamps on my clip too. Um, girl on girl action, of course. You know, I love the ladies. Um, I'm a switch, so course with men I'm submissive but when it comes to women that my aggressive side comes out and um yeah I like ladies a lot <laughs> so did you I, well, <laughs> did you know you like ladies before you were introduced to the um the style lifestyle like did you know yeah. you liked ladies when you were married yeah I knew I was bisexual when I was married um did your ex-husband know yeah he knew Oh, that's what's up. Um, never that's really 
my ex-husband was very selfish and possessive and controlling and all that in the bag of chips. Um, but I wonder why y'all got divorced. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, like he, he definitely, the threesome, we spoke about having a threesome before and, um, he wasn't interested, which sounds weird, but if you know the type of person he is, like, you know, I was kind of like the trophy wife put me on the shelf and leave me alone type thing. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. So no threesomes, no, you know, playing with women or anything like that. I only really started exploring like my bisexuality in the lifestyle. Like I've had encounters with women before, like, you know, your vanilla or your green encounters with women. But when I came into the lifestyle, um, that dominant, that dominant side of me really came out with women, and uh, I enjoy them. I I don't want to say I enjoy them more than men, but I definitely do enjoy women. I mean, it just sounds like they they both hold a special place to you, where one means one thing and the other means another. It doesn't necessarily have to mean one is better than the other. Um, yeah, but I can definitely hear I your voice. To, <laughs> I hate to say it though, but like when it comes to sex, uh-huh. I think women women to me are more like a sex symbol. I can never be in a relationship with a woman, but I can definitely fuck a woman. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't get to the relationship part. Like I have friends, I you know I have my whole true women like yeah we can go out we can chill we can parlay or whatever um but that's where it ends like as far as being like emotionally like in a relationship with a woman i cannot do i can't bring myself to do it i don't know why because it confuses me like it will confuse me because it's kind of like you know when i'm in a relationship i'm submissive I, i you know like we spoke about it a little bit um I'm I'm kind of big on gender roles to a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I'm in a relationship with a woman, like I'm dominant sexually on a woman, but I'm not I'm not paying for your dinner type thing. <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> I, I I I feel weird. Like why am I buying you flowers? Like that's you know you should be buying. So like I can't I can never really have that type of relationship with a woman because I know the type of person that I am in a relationship and um I don't like I'm not attracted I'm not attracted to butch women okay so you have to be femme and um yeah I can't I can't be in that type of relationship with a woman it's definitely purely sexual and friends Got you. Hey, man. I mean, everybody likes what they like, and that's the cool thing about it. And it's cool because you clearly know that's just not your jam. Everybody has their jam. That's not your jam. You know, I respect it. Not my thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's not your thing. It's kind of like, you know, if my boyfriend decides to have another girlfriend or whatever, that's cool. You know, that's cool. Hmm. But, I mean... It would just be threesomes for me. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all wouldn't date together. Y'all wouldn't go out to the movies together. None of that. I guess we will. I guess we would. 
I mean, yeah, I, I mean, guess. That seemed like I mean, that would also build your relationship. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean y'all got to be dating, dating, but I'm pretty sure that will build the bond and the intimacy between all three of y'all if y'all do things like that together. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just be weird for me and her. Like, listen. I <laughs> expect <laughs> <laughs> nothing from me. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't buying you nothing for your birthday, so I don't. I mean, don't even look at it. <laughs> you know, you get a card or something, just like a regular friend. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a card and a shot. You know, I paid for a shot. That's about all I got. Yeah, no, I yep. feel you. But yeah. so this is a question that I usually um, ask my bisexual um, female friends to see, just to get the reaction and see where your take on this is. So, you're bisexual. Could you mm-hmm. date a man that was bisexual? Hmm. Hmm, <laughs> that is a good question. You just put me all the way on the spot, and I hope I don't ever become famous and this comes out and, you know, I'm like, or if you don't want to answer it, I mean, you know, you know what? No, 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 I'm going to answer it. I'm just going to, you know, tell you that I'm going to answer this. And 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 years from now, my opinion is not going to change. I don't have a problem with bisexual men at all. I do not prefer a bisexual man in my bed. That's just it. And I can't tell you, I can tell you that it's just not, it's, I can't. Me envisioning it, it's not something that turns me on. You know, mm-hmm. there's certain things in sex people get turned on and turned off, and that's something that turns me off. It, it listen, if that's what you want to do, so I support you, but I cannot date a bisexual man. Hmm. It's funny it's you like say it. that because it's it seems like. A lot of the bisexual women I encounter, I wouldn't say all, um, I'm not even going to put a percentage to it, just a lot of the women I do encounter, whether I know them personally or, you know, you meet them and you start talking, things of that nature, um, a lot of them have the same standpoint is where they're cool, look, I don't have no problem with bisexual men. That would be hypocritical if I did, yet no, I couldn't date one. And it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, And Um, I need to see if I can find a bisexual man that will come on the show because I really do want to talk to, um, you know, a bisexual brother or, or, or whatever to kind of see what they're dating. How how is it for them dating? Do they have to hide, you know, who they are because of the stigma that comes with being a bisexual man dating another woman? Like it's it's interesting to me. It seems like it got to be. It seems like it has to be difficult. It has, it has to, to be. be. Um, and you know. I'm trying to put myself in that position, um, but I, of course, I can't. 
because to me, women are just like a sex symbol. And you're saying bisexual. So yeah, they like men and they like women. Right. But women like are a sex symbol. Period, point blank, end of story. Men can be sex symbols as yeah, well. I mean, for, but, for, you know, for that I, guy, men are sex symbols too. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I can see a, a man's body but it doesn't turn me on as much as a woman's body would turn me on. Okay. And, and like I, I totally... get turned on by men. I get more turned down on by the actions of a man than right. the actual speak of a man. So like more chestnut does nothing for me. I'm not, you know, not drooling over none of celebrities with chiseled abs and all this other extra stuff. Like, Half of them can't even work in the bedroom, to tell you the truth. I had, okay, so I had this one group and I had this guy. All, all the girls are off this guy. Like, he goes to the gym, he works out, got a big, you know, he's well endowed. You? And everybody's <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, you know, I went and I sampled the product. Not the product a was product. good to me. <laughs> this is a drug it was not good to me. Listen, <laughs> the product was whack to me. Like you got all this. What what made it you whack? You got all this. Huh? I, it was. What made it whack? It was whack because it wasn't anything special. With me, when it comes to sex, it has to have some form of something like you gotta pull my hair slap the shit out of me you gotta choke me you gotta be aggressive in the bedroom um speaking my language the stroke like the stroke like you can't give me the same stroke for 20 minutes and expect me to come first of all it's hard for me to come off a dick it's really did you say the same stroke for 20 minutes (laughs) yeah like you can't do that like I don't know. Even like if you switch it up a little bit, like it's the same stroke. Like, you know, penetration is, you know, cool or whatever, but I can get that at home with my dildo. Like, come on, let's be real. You're like, it just has to be something more. And I mean, he must have been doing something right to other women because, but I was, I was not feeling it. I didn't really. Are you sure that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I lose you? So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, something right but it wasn't right for me at all but i mean but you make a great point because what you may like somebody else may not like and vice versa so um it's one of the things i tell a lot of um the guys i talk to is like look you have to kind of figure out what your partner likes every everybody's not gonna be the same so Mm. you know i can't come to tasha with the same game i came with um Nicole, you know, this is two different people. So if I come with, with my Nicole game to Tasha, Tasha may be disappointed. Like, mm, nah, that ain't doing it for me. So Not at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, fellas, I mean, we, we got to know that. You got to tune in to the person you're dating. Tune in to the person you're fucking so that way you can figure out what it is they like and do that. Um, but that being said, you know, it's always cool to hear from women what makes the sex trash. You know, 
Because you just said dude was was chiseled, he was in the gym, you know, had a nice size dick, but then giving you the same stroke for 20 minutes, which sounds kind of... <laughs> it probably <laughs> wasn't the same stroke, but it was just, it wasn't doing anything for me. It was just kind of like, oh, this is what we're going to do. Oh, we just going to have sex. Okay. I thought we were fucking so, fucking, but I guess... <laughs> no, we fucking fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking. You not fucking fucking. So, <laughs> call me tomorrow. I'm done. <laughs> Let me know when oh, you read about that shit. Yes, please. Mm-mm. But yeah, and you know that's definitely something that's changed with me. Like, I just I. I need extra, like, the penetration is cool, you know, foreplay is dope, but, like, my sex got to be mind-blowing, or else it's just going to be a one-time thing. Hmm, gotcha. Yeah. So, is it is it safe to say that it's, for you, just speaking for you, um, it's easier for you to have mind-blowing sex with a female than it is with a male. Oh, yeah, because I'm in control. (laughs) I mean, I could be in control with men as well. Um, I prefer not to be in control with men. Have you ever Um, had a man that wanted you to top him? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I've only... (laughs) I've I've, I've topped before. I, I don't really prefer it you know it was just you know part of the journey it's like i should try this you know i'm good at it but you know i don't want to be good at it um what not i don't want to be good at it it just it just it does does nothing for me like you know it doesn't do it it does nothing for me you know um with my boyfriend and i we like to play around but like it doesn't get to that point like you know, we'll play fight or, you know, I'll, you know, playfully wrap my my hands around his throat. But, yeah, I'm not squeezing or nothing. <laughs> um, it's just there. Yeah. It's for it, sure. You know, it's there. Because I might, I might end up with a black eye if I go too far. And that turns me on. Like, <laughs> and that turns we'll see, me on. For our ladies and gentlemen that are listening, this is consensual. Tasha's saying she's <laughs> consenting to this. So don't start emailing us and, and trying to be like, I don't want to hear you. Coming from my in- inbox, I'm letting y'all know. She is saying she is consenting. All right. I'm definitely consenting to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah definitely. Nobody. I, was, I had some, you know, makeup. I had to do a lot of cover up last year while I was. Um, throughout my journey and exploring things. So I yeah. learned and that's the, real that's quickly the, how to use cover-up makeup. <laughs> right. I mean, when you're in the lifestyle and you're, you know, if you're in impact play and things of that nature and impact play has many different variations, um, you may be in the bondage and then you got, you know, rope burns and, and cuff burns and things of that nature. You have to figure out how to cover this stuff up. So if you're not, <laughs> um, you know, that's the funny thing for me. I mean, even I'm not a bottom, so I don't really have those precautions yet in my nine to five. They know what I do. 
They know what I'm about. They know about the podcast. They listen to it. They be like, I just learned something new. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, look, that's what we're here for. Let me let me educate you. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of people that want to know. You know, they're curious, but they don't want to ask. They, you know, they want to kind of look and check shit out. And then, you know, but I'm all about making people comfortable. Like, look, figure out what you like. Life's too short. Yeah, definitely. So if you want to, you know, get punched in the eye, Tasha, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat, it, mom. It doesn't come from punches, actually. I'm just it messing. only I'm comes from, messing. like, slaps and stuff like that. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah don't messing. punch me in my face. Like, that's just... Uh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I I know exactly what you're talking about because I, <laughs> I've... Not. Yeah, I've, I've encountered women who who do like to be slapped in the face or... They want to be spitting their face or spitting in their mouth or, you know, just different degrading things. So you you kind of figure out again what your partner likes. <laughs> and, and, and you know, it's funny that you brought that up because, you know, in the group I had people, you know, take the BDSM.org, you know, test. The BDSM test. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And BDSM you know when people for people who don't yeah. know, it's um you go to www.bdsmtest.org and you'll take a series of questions. Take the long test. Don't take the short one, but you take the long test. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of figure out where on the BDSM scale that you like. And especially for people who are vanilla or you're interested and you're kind of starting your journey, it's a good thing to kind of figure out where you should start um, venturing your research and your information to before you start jumping right into it. And, you know, it's a, it's a cool website with a lot of content and a lot of research to kind of help you. So just have to go ahead and put that in there. But go ahead, go ahead, Tasha, my bad. I feel like I know when people are um, vanilla or green or just in the lifestyle from their test scores because they'll have like all these 100. <laughs> 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 They'll have all these one hundred percent, and I'll be like, "Oh, so, so you like getting pissed on? Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. That's so, what the class <laughs> Yeah, and that's the funny thing. Um, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Please go, go ahead, go ahead, go. Ahead. Let me finish. Let you finish your thought. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like you know. When you're in the lifestyle and you, you, you read the question and you know all the aspects, all the different scenarios that can come along with that question, you're mm -hmm. more, you, you accurately change, you know, pick that color. Like, uh, I, I like it, but not that much. So I'm exactly. Gonna put blue, you know, so you gauge it. So, you know, when you get all those 100s, it's like, you have no idea what you mean. <laughs> You can get yourself into like, right degrading, I, like yeah. I, I I like to get you know roughed up. You know, you can call me a bitch or whore, all types of stuff while we're having sex, but you will not piss on me. That's just my thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I am not a human so tool. Yes, when you <laughs> that's that part thing. of humiliation. Yep. So I might score a sixty on you know. What's the name? What is degradation. It? It's called degradation. Yeah, degradation. Um, 
but I'm not a hundred. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and let me not let, let's let's not say that somebody who does take the test and get a hundred that that's not your true score. What we're just saying mm-hmm. is a lot of times when you're vanilla and you take these tests and you, you're thinking, you may not know the full extent of, of what this is. Um, you know, like with degradation, it's, it's degrading things and you, you get turned on by that. So it could be something as simple as cross-dressing. Well, for, or for a lot of people, that's simple. For me, I'm not cross-dressing. I'm, I'm not, well, that's not, not me, not happening. But I'm not a degrade. I'm not a degradee. Um, I like to do the. I'm I'm a top. I'm a dominant. So I like to do the degrading. Yet it wouldn't do anything for me to see my woman, you know, cross dress or put on a mustache. Like that doesn't do anything for me. Um, uh-huh. You know. Yet for some people they do. Or, you know, I I, I remember listening to somebody who was saying that you know they have they have slaves. I'm not into the whole master-slave thing. Once you know the difference between a, a D and S slash versus an M and S slash, it's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, I see people that score 100 for slave, and I'm like, hmm, do you really know <laughs> what that entails? <laughs> yeah. They put 24-7 in that question for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Like, 24-7. 24-7. Like, this, there is, once you say this is, you you consent to being a slave, and this is, and you've negotiated, okay, your hard limits, and then after that, everything else is up to your master. Yep. Everything, everything. else. Everything. If they want to loan you out, they can loan you out. They want to yep. you know, do whatever. I mean, I don't want to make a bunch of extreme cases yet. Um, you know, a lot of people, you may not know that that's what that means. But it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so it's always, like, funny, like, to be like, oh, okay, that, that's, that's what you're into. All right, yeah, come, come, come hang with me for a little bit, and we'll take the test over in about <laughs> a couple, <laughs> a month or two. <laughs> like, let's, let's update your scores. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's recalculate this. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So it's, let, let me ask you this. Being that you are a submissive, where in the submissive scale do you fall? Are you, what, what type of submissive are you? I'm definitely a brat. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> a brat than a submissive. Um, Man, brat submissive. Of course, because I like pain. Like, what I do. So <laughs> I'm going to do things to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I can get, you know, spankings and things like that. Um, that that's where I am. Okay. That's what's up. Definitely yeah. more the frat side than the slave side of the submissive spectrum. So, yeah. Good old brat. little brat that's us yeah always fun yeah it is the lifestyle in general is fun because you know just like what we were talking about like this can go 
any type of way that you choose it, you know, you can really play around and really explore yourselves, explore your limits, explore, you know, what makes you tick right. in a life. But when so, I say it's freeing, it's definitely freeing. Yeah, it is. And it, it is. you know what I've noticed too, with people in the lifestyle, I find way more successful people in a lifestyle because just because of that paradigm switch, like, first of all, you're having awesome sex. You're having the sex you want, the you sex want that, that you like. Yeah. And you have freedom. You're free. You're, you know, you do what you want to do. Right. And it kind of trickles into your your professional life, your career, the way you interact with people. There's no, there's, there's a different type of confidence that you walk in when you're in the lifestyle that, you know, I've just noticed. Yeah. I I never even thought about it, to be completely honest with you. Now that you mention it, it does, there is like a switch that comes on. There's a confidence that comes with it. Um, there's this, this free, like you say, this, this freedom of knowing I'm comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's a very great point that you made. <laughs> Never thought about mm-hmm. it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I hate to backtrack because, but I'm curious. Um, so, now that you you're full blown into the lifestyle, how does when you go to swinger events, how do they go down? And do you even attend any play parties where? You're not having sex. Oh yeah, all the time. Okay. I I I'm a voyeur as well, so a lot of times, like especially with my group, when we go to a swing event. I have my stool and I give directions, <laughs> and I watch because so, I love to watch. You know, that's my thing. Um, and especially if it's like you know. With me and the way I like to have sex, I'm not going to subject myself to people who are not able to please me the way I want to be pleased. So, yeah, a lot of times I go to swinger events, especially with um, newbies and things like that, and I watch and I give directions and I, you know, basically coach the scene that's going on. So, yeah, I definitely go to parties and don't have that coach the scene is going on explain that um so like with women like you know especially when they're new in the lesson i don't know what to do like it's a it's an orgy you know i don't like orgies that like you're with the same person the whole time you're doing the same thing she looks like she's tired of you eating her pussy like i coach like no she wants some dick i can tell she wants some dick you should do this. You, I'm, that's what I do. So you like the and orgy whisperer? I am. I am. I am. The, <laughs> it's funny because they call they at the treehouse. They call me the lady whisperer because I always come in with like five or six ladies all the time, like different women um, with me. Um, but yeah, it's it's because it, you know when they're new, when you're new, you don't. You're still in that that mindset that I'm just gonna lay here. I'm gonna have this dude eat my pussy until he's done, or you know whatever. Like I can tell, I can tell. Listen, he's not doing it right. 
but maybe his dick is better. <laughs> so I'll, you know, I'll coach, coach just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should be like a porn star, like a porn director. That's probably, you, that's probably what my calling. probably need to do that, Tasha. <laughs> probably <laughs> need to do that. Like, you put that on the list of things that I would be doing. <laughs> I, I think you should. I think when you have your private events, just have people sign waivers to be recorded. <laughs> and absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think I think yeah. Yeah. like like listening to it and hearing it, absolutely. Sounds yeah. dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's crazy because you know, not every time you go to a swing event you're gonna wanna have sex like that. You know, just because you're in your lifestyle don't mean that we're having sex twenty four seven. No. What? You are you guys are fucking all the time? No? No. That's sarcasm. That's but what sarcasm. we do, what we do. <laughs> <laughs> definitely an event. It's definitely a production. It's definitely going down down. <laughs> sounds like the swinger version of the Dose Keys guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always have sex, but when we do, <laughs> when we do, it happens. So, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty dope. But, you know, what I would love to see more of is people of color coming out to swinger events, and uh, um, that I'm and glad exactly you brought that up. Um, because uh, I'm doing the same thing. Um, here in Charlotte, you know, I've noticed that it's not, there's, there's so many events of the lifestyle, whether you're polyamorous or whether you're kinky, yet they're not safe spaces for people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started, you know, I kept waiting for somebody to, to build it. And I, you know, I was thinking about doing a couple of things with some other people. And then I just got tired of, of waiting on people and, 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 I was like, fuck it. Let's just go ahead and, and start this community. So recently I, uh, we started a new meetup group called Charlotte's um, POC kinky slash poly community. Um, and, you know, we've been, you know, we had our first munch this past week. Um, it was pretty successful. Uh, you know, shout out to all the people that showed up. Um, and we're going to continue to to have munches uh, monthly, we're you know going to do little events, whether it's like game nights and things of that nature to build a community. But we're also going to do private events um, where we play and, and things of that nature. And it's going to be in a safe space for people of color because, you know, me personally, I don't like being fetishized. Um, you know, I'll go to some of these events and they're usually predominantly white events. And they can be cool. Yet at the same time, sometimes you just want to be around your people and you want to, you know, help them be able to come into their own in a space where it's a little more safer. So, yeah. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, Go ahead. It definitely... It definitely does bother me because I know all these people, um, all these people of color that 
are in the lifestyle or curious, but there's something, there's something that's always holding them back. And I believe it's more of what other people might think, especially when it comes to relationships. Um, what other people might think, you know, I might, and then there's a confidence factor as well um, with women of color uh, and how we were brought up, how we were raised and, you know, what we were taught was the right way to do things. Right. So, yeah, I think that plays a major part in, you know, women of color being in a lifestyle. Well, and that's the funny thing, because I think there's a lot of women of color who are in a lifestyle. They just don't know um, or they don't have. I, I really do think if we have more of a safe space where we're able to be vulnerable around each other. And so you're able to see other people that look like you be involved in these activities that you like or you may not have thought you've liked, you would like. I think that would help to to get more people of color um into those into those situations and scenarios so that's one of the reasons um i started the community because i'm like we need a safe space we need and you know as many people of color that are in the charlotte area i mean i you i know you're in the baltimore area so it's plenty of um people of color up there as well but yeah it makes no sense that you know we we don't have a a a larger um community for poly people or kinky people like i see in atlanta you know i'm always seeing events in atlanta and it's like dang you know <laughs> they always got something going on and it's got to be it's got to be something you know here and then you'll look and it's like nope nope yeah. oh it's yep. a grunge bar oh, okay no i'm not going there um nope that looks lame not doing that <laughs> so um so I definitely want to build a, um, that space. Now, it's funny because even with the group that we have, people of color is all in the description. It's in the name. It's everywhere. And then I keep getting these um, these Caucasians who, like, we have a survey, a questionnaire, where we ask people, like, yo, to keep the integrity and the safety for people of color, this is for people of color, please let us know your ethnicity. What's your ethnic background? We'll have Caucasians be like, yeah, I'm Caucasian. I'm like, bruh, like, did you not read the description? You know, that's part of the kink and fetish. They might like the ebony. They might like the chocolate. Yeah, they need to go to <laughs> an event or a community and they can talk to the ebony's in that community, but not in this community because this is a safe space. <laughs> we are not here to be fetishized. That's the whole point. Like, bro, <laughs> take your privilege on somewhere. You know, you know what their porn searches are. Exactly, <laughs> be big booty. <laughs> like, yo, I have, I am all about it. I have no problem. You know, do your thing, dude. That's cool. At the mm. same time, can you please, please get just allow us to have a safe space? Yeah, that's it. You know, if you have a partner that's a person of color, tell them to join the group. When you come to an event, then you need to bring the, that person of color can bring you to an event. Yeah. 
pretty much. Yeah, you're not just about yeah, to show up in here trying to see if you can find your next, um, you know, person that you can get because you have an ebony fetish or a big booty fetish or, <laughs> or a Latino fetish or Asian fetish. No, bruh, take your top behind somewhere else. Like, not, nope, not doing it. Not on my watch. <laughs> no. Nope. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely trying to develop something like that in this area as well. Um, I'm I'm really just trying to get more women, to be honest with you. All about the women. Um, Can the men get some love too, please? It, it's not it's not just like it's all about the women, but I feel like I'm just messing, Tasha. You know, no, but like to be honest with you, like you know, I think it's more beneficial for women. You know, men know what they oh, want. They want to, you out. know, it's more beneficial <laughs> for women. Yes, I please think explain. that the lifestyle would be. It's beneficial as far as um, freedom and being more open-minded when you come okay. when it comes to sex. You know, okay. it it's more beneficial for women because, like I said, we're the ones that always end up being, you know, closed mouth and just you know, you know, just going with the flow, whatever, like that. Um, and I think that that the experience of being in the lifestyle changes a lot for women that it is that more than it changes for men if that makes any sense mm. let me let me let me can i clean it up for you i okay. think i think i know what you're saying let me clean it with with the way society views sexuality when it comes to women men already have the free, sexual freedom to do a lot of things um that women sometimes are shunned for shun for so when women are able to enter into the lifestyle and really allow themselves to be free and let their hair down and things of that nature it does do something it, it lifts a weight off of them i think um mm-hmm. i wouldn't say they're they're more they're going to get more out of it but i will say that there's a lot of benefits to it and when women are allowed to to express their sexuality in a healthy way, that the world benefits, everybody yep. benefits. Um, and until you are sexually free, that you're not really free. I mean, we can sit here and talk about civil rights and you know all these other things, but we're still repressed tremendously in this country, it's, and women ex- especially. So. Um, when we allow women to truly be able to do what she wants to do, whether she wants to sleep with 85 people in one day, or if she only wants to sleep with one person for the next 85 years, whatever it is that she wants to do, and she's able to do that um, wholeheartedly, when we allow them to do that, I think the world benefits. Um, so, yeah. um and men, you know, for a lot of for a, a lot of situations, are able to do those things without um, the issues that women may get. You know, they don't. A yep. lot of times, they're not getting the scrutiny. Um, you know, so um, so I definitely, I think, you know, I agree with with it from that standpoint. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say they they're getting more out of the lifestyle. I just think. Everyone benefits when we we stop repressing sexuality in this country. 
Yeah. I get it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Tasha, it's been a blessing to talk to you for real. Um, I don't want to, because I can talk for a minute, but we need to <laughs> wrap this up. But um, can you please tell our listeners how they can find you, um, what you're doing, you know, a little bit of if they need to find a company, like just kind of give them some information so that way they can be on the lookout for you. So when you do, you know, do your thing and you get everything um, moving, they'll know how to find you. Well, the best way to contact me is email, uh, kinkislife, that's K-I-N-K-I-S-L-I-F-E at gmail.com. Um, you can always send me any questions. Um, if you want to join the group me chat or the ladies only kick chat, you can definitely just send me a message or request uh, via email. Uh, my Instagram is mask, M-A-S-K-E-D underscore deviant, D-E-V-I-A-N-T on Instagram, mask underscore deviant. Um, I don't really check my DM on there. So the best way to contact me is via email. Uh, we have the, the kink group, the chat that, you know, I moderate um, in the DMV area we go out we travel we plan trips just to network just to build that like-minded friendship um companionship um parties will be coming soon hopefully my launch party will be taking off in may i'm planning for that right now Um, the best way to contact me is gmail on my email okay and please fellas do not send her dick pics if you send a dick pic and i find Uh, out I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna come and get you, like for real. I will Big find you. a turn off for me. It's just the biggest turn off to me. I don't I don't understand. I love dick. I just don't want to see it. Like especially when I didn't ask for it. Don't send it to me. Like yeah, really annoying. I, I don't know why guys. I don't know. I have to do. A, I keep saying I'm gonna do a survey or some research because to me, I can't see something. I can't see a whole bunch of guys constantly doing it if they're not having some type of success from it. Like, you know, and as dirty and as sleazy as it can be, you know, they they still do it. Like, you know, just like dudes that be like, hey, man, they they catcalling you. They're not going to keep doing it if it never works. Yeah. And it has to be that one person that's, that's giving it some attention they were like, oh, it worked that one out of 1,000 times. So I'm going to do it. So keep doing it. You know, so. with it. Yeah, it's, it's, so they running with it. Um, it's, I don't know. I'm going to have to find out because I, I know no female that I've talked to has been like, you, I really love, but I just get random ass dick pics. Random dick pics. You know, that's cool. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I haven't met it's not one. I have to put it on my profile, like, no dick pics. Like, stop it. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, so yeah, I'll definitely make sure we put everything in the show notes so people can find you. Um, And, you know, ladies, she already told y'all she's looking for you. She's looking to add <laughs> you, help you. Come into your own. So yeah. hit her up. Ask her questions. Yeah. You know, you can always ask us questions at lust 
Lies Libido at Gmail. And you can check us out on Instagram at lust underscore lies underscore libido. And then my Instagram um, handle is talk orgasms with trip. So of course you're always welcome to come in the DMs, ask questions. Um, luckily I'm a guy, so I don't have that dick pic problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so but um, like I said, it's been a pleasure. We definitely got to have you on again. Um, and you know I do plan on being at the event, so keep me informed because I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And, uh, Pleasure's all mine. We'll definitely talk again soon. And hopefully you can come out of Maryland. I can come out to North Carolina. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll do it. We're going to do what we do. But um, this has been another episode of Love Slides and Abitos. We appreciate you. Peace, love, and happiness. Peace. <laughs> This has been another episode of Lust, Lies, and Libido. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to listen on your favorite podcasting platforms. We can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, any other podcasting platforms that you can think of. We're on all of them. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. Subscribers receive auto notifications when new episodes are published. Thanks again, and as always, we wish you love, light, peace, and blessings.